While week three might not have the best games on tap, myself and Mr. Danny Domino are here to make sure you have your best bets actually for today in this weekend's action or on today's edition of Locked On Seminoles Edition. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles Pick'em Edition. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Drake here, and today I'm joined by handicapper himself, Mr. Danny Effing Domino. Danny boy, oh, Danny boy, how's it going, my guy? Uh, it's going pretty good, Drake. You know, happy to be here, all that good stuff. How you doing? I'm doing well, but I do think you need to address the elephant in the room that uh, last week, you did give out the, what would you call it, the lock of a lifetime to, yeah, um, yeah, to our um, listeners regarding Texas, Texas uh, Alabama? Yeah, so I did give out the lock of a lifetime. Um, it, it just didn't work out. It's like that engagement that doesn't work out. Sometimes you think it's there, and it's not. Um Ooh, hey, I'm recently engaged, man. That's some, that's some fighting words. I'm recently engaged. You, you, walk, you, walk you got your lock of the lifetime, buddy. That's why it lost. There you you already Ooh. have your lock of the lifetime. Oh, um, so I do want to apologize. That was awful. Luckily for me, um, I had first quarter minus six and a half, and that was a sweat and a half. Uh, thought they were going to review it right there on the end. But, yeah, I, I did not do well. I let you guys down, and I apologize from the deepest spot of my heart. You know what I did not lose, Drake? What did you not lose? Our odds at odds, which puts me for the year up one nothing. Thanks to mm-hmm. Mr. Stoops and the Kentucky Wildcats. But hey, I, I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but next week we'll do when we do the full we'll do the full records uh reveal because I'm pretty sure we're neck and neck at our release time. But you're right, you're at odds. You're one to know at our odds are at odds. So why don't we just go right off the rip? Let's get violent. Let's get violent really quick here and let's talk about the game where me and you be a little bit different. I want to start with you first because this is an air raid team that you're backing this week this weekend. So I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so um, Texas Tech catching double digits on the road um, at NC State. Absolutely love the Red Raiders here. Um, You know, everyone knows NC State almost lost to ECU. But they got outgained by ECU. ECU missed two kicks, I believe, in the last three minutes of the game to either win or tie it. I mean, I, as I've said all off season, I'm not big on this NC state team. I think they're good, Mm -hmm. but I think they're NC state good, which nine and four, if they're lucky, 10 and three, um, this Texas tech team though, they proved a lot beating Houston. Uh, Houston is obviously better than ECU. In my opinion, I think Houston's one of the better non uh, group of five teams out there or non-power five teams out there. Um, and Texas Tech with a backup quarterback went in and beat them. This is the backup quarterback's second week starting in a row. Um, maybe third. I don't know if he started week one or not, but I do know he's the backup. But, I mean, I'm riding with the Red Raiders, and I'm going to double down on my statement. I don't think Houston's just better than ECU. I think Houston's better than NC State as well. 
So I'll gladly take catching double-digit points with the Red Raiders. Texas Tech plus 10. Lock it in. Yeah, here's my thing, Danny. You did say that the backup – I know Tyler Show, who was used as starting quarterback for Texas Tech, he's out. And uh, the name has escaped me of the kid now, but he's going to be – I think it will be a second start. What's the problem when you're having a second start, Danny? Uh, Teams have some film on you. Absolutely. Teams have some film on you. And I know with ECU, people – I think that, I know that was one of the bigger plays that you had for that week, where ECU, I think, was, what, a 11-point dog? Uh, they were 11 or 12, 11, 12-point 12 dog, yeah. Yeah, 11 or 12-point dog, and they almost outright won the game. And quite honestly, they probably should have outright won that should game. Have. Yes, absolutely. But then NC State kind of woke up a little bit, beat Charleston Southern the week after, 55-3, to which Charleston Southern, I know, is a pretty bad FCS team. But if you're coming after off a big letdown against ECU – Typically, you see bad teams or even average teams kind of like place lower down to their competition. To me, Devin Larry is still the truth. That defense with Corey Durden and Cyrus Fagan, Peyton Wilson, the linebacker, yep. is the truth. That defense, to me, is going to be the main reason why they win this game. However, my one concern, I will say, is because last year, we went against each other in this game. Because NC State, based off of the godfather of the air raid, the father of the air raid, and that was Mike Leach. But... I personally think that this game being at Carter Finley at night on Saturday is going to be a big game for them. And quite frankly, I think what this is the first night game that they actually have overall for the year. It's going to be loud. You already know Carter Finley is a hard place to play at. So to me, give me NC State minus 10, and they'll probably show you why they're the, they're the class of the ACC Atlantic. Hey, I, I don't hate it. I just, I understand why. You, we have different opinions on them. And my thing as well with this Charleston Southern, and I would love to see like a stat on it, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to pull it. A team with such high preseason expectations loses or should have lost a game. And then they sort of get like whipped around a little bit by the coaching staff, sort of, Hey, let's focus up. Maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. Then you go out and beat a team 55 to three. I think that can go one of two ways either. Hey, you know, this team, it is a senior laden team. They are an old team. They can be like, Hey, let's, you know, get our, get our stuff back together. Or does that sort of say, hey, you know, we are what we thought we were. We're pretty good. Let's yeah. let's go, and we're going to roll in, and we're a double-digit favorite at home and a hard place to play at night. But man, I like this Texas Tech team, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with them. Oh no, I they, think I think they're I think they they're a good team. I think against Houston, but I know I know I think they're a very good team. But I think NC State kind of they also have the practice, and also they if you remember the MC, in the, that game last year from NC State and Mississippi State. They were yeah. kind of embarrassed. I mean, it was a 24 to 10 win. I think Will Rogers threw for about almost 300 yards. Even Devin Leary, I think, threw for more yards, but that defense kind of got outclassed overall. And I think that's when they lost Cyrus Fagan actually was in that game. So to me, I just think overall, this is basically just comes down to NC State to me overall is the more talented teams. And they honestly probably are going to be the better coach team too as well. Let's go ACC. The boys are at odds with their odds. If you want to ride with Danny, go with the Red Raiders at plus 10 or with your boy, the member of Thick Boy Nation, NC State, minus 10. Now, Danny, where are we out to next? Let's, um, you know what? I'm going to give a little stat bomb here. Real quick, these aren't official plays, but this is just something to get your mind going. Um, since 2005, teams that won as a 17 or more point underdog uh, the previous week are 17, 4, and 2. Against the spread the following week when they're favored by six points or more, that's an 81% hit rate. Uh, 
It doesn't happen that often. Uh, like I said, since 2005, there's only been 23 examples of it. 17 or 19 of 23 have either won or pushed. Um, but luckily for us, we get three of those games this week. That is App State. That is Washington State. And that is We Are Marshall. Um, so if you want to see a little something that stats, if you guys are um, stat trends based, definitely look at App State, Washington State, and Marshall for that one. Um, but that's my stat bomb. We're just at odds with the odds. Why don't we go to something that the uh, the thick boys can agree on? And let's head up to Eugene, Oregon for my bankroll builder. Going with the BYU Cougars plus three and a half, probably about 140-ish on the money line. It was, I believe it was 145. I will double check for you really quickly, actually. But I do, BYU was plus three and a half. Man, BYU proved a lot to me against Baylor. Um, I was on uh, BYU there, but it's just because I thought everyone in the nation was on Baylor. So I was a little contrarian play here. Watched the game. They look good. They held uh, Baylor to 290 yards on 80 plays, which is 3.6 yards per play. <laughs> and that was in overtime. They only gave up 290 yards. That's impressive. I don't care who you're playing. Um, and the other thing is they won that game going three of 14 on third down. So I'm looking at probably some positive regression there, uh, even though it is against the Dan landing defense. Um, and the big thing here, the elephant in the room, they might be getting their two starting wide receivers back. And if the rumor on the street is they could get one or both of them back, they beat Baylor without either of them. Um, so I'm definitely expecting BYU to come out into Eugene and really throw a wrench in Dan Lanning and Kenny Dillingham's start to the season. I really like that. I also like that because I think Jaron Hall is kind of showing everybody else that even without, you know, Nakwa and also Romney as wide out, wide out options, he still showed out against Baylor. He showed out against USF, a team that you're supposed to beat and also beat them terribly in the first week. And then also with Oregon, I have a very, very, very – a man has to have a code when it comes to gambling. One of my many codes is to always fade Bo Nix. I call him fade Nix at, at this point, to be quite honest with you. I am not the biggest fan of him. And then with Kane Dillingham, as Florida State fans here, and also this being locked on Seminoles, you saw the cute and kind of puzzling play calling against Georgia. And I think you'll see something similar when actually to play over in Eugene. So for me – this is a great play, and it is our double down of the week. We're going to make some money off of this. We're going to ride with the Mormons. They're going to storm Eugene. They're going to go in there, unplug the Ducks, and come back home with the W. Un- did you say unpluck the Ducks? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I did. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Good for you, buddy. Um, so we got odds and odds out of the way. We got bankroll builder out of the way. Let's make uh, make our way – over to buyer beware let's save the folks from themselves this week because i feel like we have actually there's a lot of games that actually have this kind of template let's give them at least one or two of these okay so the one i'm going to go in depth on i'll say after this i said in pre-recording and i'm putting it on recording if there's an upset this week it will be the south florida bulls beating the gators the Gators just came off that demoralizing win where they did not look good. 
No one but Anthony Richardson looked good, and he didn't look good, so no one on that team looked good. Next week, they got their biggest rival in Tennessee starting SEC play. USF, like we talked about with BYU, um, I mean, that was a 17-point game um, in the third quarter. With BYU, I think it's substantially better than Florida. Um, So just saying that, watch out for that one, USF plus 24. Um, And the other one that I'm really big on on Buyer Beware here is the team that cost me last week, USC. Week one, like I said, they had three pick sixes against Rice. Nearly unheard of. Last week against Stanford, they won by 13. The spread was eight and a half. Um, There's a very good reason to say they should have lost to Stanford. Stanford's first possession, they had a pick and gave a USC a 30-yard field. They had two red zone turnovers in the end zone, not even red zone. They threw a pick in the end zone, and they fumbled at the two-yard line. So when you're looking at this, yeah, USC won, and they got Caleb Williams. I'm still rooting for your Heisman ticket. Jordan Addison is the truth. But that defense cannot keep causing timely turnovers like they do. Fresno State, Jake Hayner, a veteran team. I fully think coming off that heartbreaking loss to Oregon State, fully think that they can go down to the Coliseum and outright beat the Trojans here. Folks, the lines are all provided by our title sponsor. That's Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to play all your list sports action. Currently, the line is for the UF USF game. It's UF minus twenty four, and then for USC, it is USC minus twelve and a half. And quite honestly, I think Fresno State at plus twelve and a half is a very, very good play here. Primarily because I do think Oregon State is actually a lot better than actually we kind of give them credit for. And also, like I said about principles, like I said about men having a code. One of my biggest things is seeing how former Power 5 quarterbacks excel and perform in the group of five level. And Jake Hayner is the staple and the basically, to me, is the perfect candidate and perfect quarterback to actually actually see that fully in action. So it's a buyer beware, but your boy is going to buy Fresno State at plus 12 and a half. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see plus 13 at kick. Now, Danny, where are we off to next? Um, Well, the real question is here, are you participating in six shooter or not? I am That's not participating in six here. shooter today. Well, you're may not. I might think of one while while you're going through it. How about that? All right. Um, well, it's is locked on Seminoles, so I think it's a disgrace if we don't talk about them. So I'm going to go up to Louisville. I'm going to lay the two and a half points. Um, listen, I'm bought in. I'm part of the climb, one percent each day. Um, Louisville is historically, as every Seminole fan knows. Playing at Louisville is awful. Uh, I don't think we have any good memories of it except for Ermon Lane's catch. Um, but that's overshadowed by Lamar Jackson putting up 4,000 yards against us in three quarters. Pretty much. Um, so I'm going here. I think this is one of those games where everyone sort of has um, – like it's tough to play, like in, in – the Big Ten, somehow it's tough to play at Northwestern because you got to bring your own energy. It's a new kickoff. They're not a good team, but they always are there. Um, they're sort of a heel for the Big Ten. For Florida State, that is Louisville. At Louisville, I'm taking it. I think Norvell's got the squad on the right path. I think that bye week was huge. Um, and I'll, I'll lay the two and a half. Louisville got the big win against UCF. 
which they I've never seen a Gus Smells on offense look like that. It was not good. I think Jordan Travis going back home to where he's been on record saying he's almost wanted to quit football between Louisville and his first year at Florida State um, because he wasn't enjoying it. I think he's going to show them how much he can enjoy it. I think he's going to go up deep on someone. I'm not going to name any names here. I think there's a certain Louisville DB who has a tendency to get beat deep or make stupid plays. Knock no names. Um, great, greater run, run stopping, stopping the run. Though. Oh, and absolutely. Nick, actually, absolutely. I love that kick though. I was on record multiple times saying he should have been nickel and let him cover tight ends and that's it. But I think Florida State, I think they come out here. Not only do I think they win, I think this is a game where they could win and enjoy winning big. Yeah, give me your prediction. I'll give you what I think about this game. 38-17 Knowles. That's really funny you say that. Primarily because I think we talked about this pre-recording. I think where the line's at right now, I lean the Knowles. I actually think that this is probably the first time in a long time I'm confident we win this game. I just don't know by how much. I also listened to you and Dave in the sauna right before we are recording this, and Dave uh-huh. got me pretty hyped up about how he feels confident, and normally he's not very optimistic. He got me pretty hyped up, so I, it got me. Okay. 38-17 Knowles. Okay, I feel that, I feel that, but I think it's more, to me, this is a game where if this opened at three and a half, I'm not going to lie to you, I probably would have taken Louisville plus three and a half because I think this is going to come, a game that's going to come down to the wire. I think Malik Cunningham, we're going to get more of the team than we saw against US, UCF, but I really, there's something that, like a gut feeling I have that I wouldn't be surprised if at half, if we're only up by maybe one to three points, but this game, I see us winning by at least 10. And it's mainly because I think with Jordan Travis's leg and passing, and also Louisville after at, uh, at the rush defense, the rush defense success rate is one twentieth in the country. FSU's offensive rushing success rate is fifth. Yeah. To me, that just means a lot more. And then also for the DB, I would not be surprised if you see the first pass is Johnny Wilson or maybe even his old friend Ontario Wilson just a go route. Be- because I think that's how you know how to beat him. Because if you run towards him, he's going to stop you. This is a minus two and a half that you lay it, but I wouldn't be. But it's something where I probably am not going to touch this game. But if you're a gambling man, I think we win by at least 10 or at least three. But we're going to win this game, no doubt. Their defense looked good against a one-dimensional quarterback. Last year, if I didn't see the development from Jordan Travis, I'd be a little more concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'm not saying Jordan Travis is C.J. Stroud. But I don't feel like when he drops back, it's it's going nowhere. So, no, 100%. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the Knowles. I like him. No, I agree with that. So, Danny, did you got a six-shooter for the crowd? Because I think I might have socks shoot some for myself as well, too. Ooh, yeah, I do. Uh, if we want to rock with it, I absolutely have a six-shooter. All right, Danny. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to wait till it gets to the 25.05 mark on my counter, and then I'm going to let you go. Ready? Set. And you're off. All right. So first, I'm going to start out with Toledo plus 32. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have a great game, but it's not going to be enough to cover 32. Give me Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Everyone who followed this last year knows my feelings on them. I think Indiana is a fraud, just like when they beat Illinois last week. Not scared. Western Kentucky off a bye. Give me the Hilltoppers plus six and a half. 
Old Dominion plus nine. I think Virginia is awful. Old Dominion's already beaten Virginia Tech. They might claim the state of Virginia here. Penn State minus two and a half. We are is better than War Dam. So give me the give me the Nittany Lions here. Mississippi State LSU over 53. Both these teams average 40 points. I think uh Mike Leach welcomes Brian Kelly into the SEC in a good way. Georgia State minus 19. Charlotte's terrible. Georgia State love an average team against a bad one. Georgia State minus 19. Book it. Under 58 seconds. 58 seconds. You got it. You got yeah, it. I don't know you if you got can it. see my eyes here, but I just kept looking up like, <sighs> yeah. You're just you know me. Sometimes it. I like to ramble on every now and then. Hey, no, it's perfectly fine. But folks, please head on over to Bet Online to place your bets and take the picks. And now, Danny, just give me a five second countdown, right. my guy. I got this. We got this. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Give me Western Kentucky plus six because Danny is right. The Hilltoppers are back, and Austin Reed is the passer that was promised. Shout out to Max for that call. Also, give me Ohio plus 18 and a half. Iowa State could barely, barely play offensively against the Iowa team. Iowa's good defense. Iowa State, though, confirmed, has a terrible, terrible offense. Give me Old Dominion plus eight and plus 250 overall because Danny has made me a believer in the Monarchs, and they're going to be ruling across the land. Also, give me Notre Dame minus 11. I think the change of quarterback with Drew Pine is a wonderful, wonderful play overall for them. And also, lastly, Danny, you know what I really want to do? Do it. Give me Nevada, Iowa under 39 points. That's going to be some awful, awful football, something that no one wants to watch, and that's going to be my sixth shooter for the day. Man, you counted ODU money line as one of your six. I, that's my new play. This, that's my new play this you year. You like I double dipping. ODU. I love double dipping, folks. You if you follow Duke, if you follow the six year last week, I had Duke spread, Duke money line, and the under. The under was saved by a fumble by the Northwestern running back. But hey, that's how we live, and that's how we die every single week from gambling. Obviously, we talk about the Miami Tamu game. If this was probably recorded a few days ago when the line opened. I would have told it's like Miami plus eight. It's now plus five. And then also, I really just don't want to root for anything that looks like orange. So that's just basically where I'm at right now. Yeah. I uh, I refuse to say my opinions on this game on a recorded segment here. Um, so I'm going to keep quiet. But one of the coaches is going to be on the hot seat, and it's not the first-year head coach. No, especially the first-year head coach that probably has the school a little bit by the, uh, by the balls yeah. when it comes to this contract. And lastly, folks, take UTSA plus 12 and a half because we're meep, a roadrunner show here. Meet Meep in uh, Texas. We saw what happens last year when a team that kind of punches above their weight class and loses a very close game with FSU against Notre Dame. Don't be surprised if you see a letdown spot here with Texas and an injured Hudson card against UT- UTSA, the crown jewel of the Conference USA Conference. But <coughs> oh, Florida against South Florida. <coughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Sorry. Lord. But Danny. Thank you so much for joining me today. These lines were brought to you by always at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to buy our latest sports action. Thick Boy Nation stand up. And as always, folks, bet responsibly, play hard, and always, always have a good time. And take care, everybody. Go Knowles.